Welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. And today, ladies and gentlemen, today, 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 I could not get Beyonce on the show, so apologies for that. However, I got someone better. Yes, you heard me right, and I'm sure of it, and so will you guys be by the end of the episode. So please, guys, welcome to the show, Neelam Makani. Welcome, Neelam. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited. I wouldn't say Beyonce. I'm Beyonce's queen. Come on. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Beyonce, if you're listening to the episode, just know we love you. <laughs> yeah, but you're definitely phenomenal, and I'm sure we'll get into that Thank in just a bit. First things first, could you tell us a bit more about yourself? Because I'm sure a lot of the people listening won't know. I myself might not know a lot, so it'll be great to know something about you obviously i've kind of given it away you're a singer so i dropped a little hint but it would be nice to know more about you so go for it yeah well thank you for the wonderful introduction i've never gotten an introduction like that in my life so i feel really special <laughs> my name is mila makani i'm 20 years old and i live in calgary alberta in canada i'm currently in my third year at the university of calgary pursuing my bachelor of social work in terms of my creative side, I've been singing for about 12 years now, and my life is pretty boring otherwise. Either I'm studying, or I'm singing, or I'm singing while I'm studying, so that's, that's kind of my life. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's kind of me. Okay, now that's a good good overall. So, quick rapid-fire question. If oh you were to... <laughs> Don't say, oh God. It's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. If you were to choose three words that best describe you which three words would those be and why i would say i'm really determined when i want something i will put all of my energy towards it and i think also something i always keep in mind is you know society has these standards of success and like what you should look like to be successful and i'm you know blessed to have been raised in a family where i didn't really have you know those crazy unrealistic expectations put on me growing up but you know I think I feel like I am a very determined person and I always tell myself if I put my best effort and regardless of whether that met society's standards of success or not that didn't matter to me as long as I did something and I know that I put all my hard work and love into something that's it was good enough for me I would say I'm, I'm also really passionate about everything I do and I think that if I don't feel like I'm doing something from my heart, I won't do it. And I think that's something that I would like, I want more people to live by because I see a lot of people, especially like doing music for the sake of doing music or for the sake of wanting to be famous. And that's not something I ever, you know, that's not something I ever wanted to do. I just want to do music and sing because I love doing it. So yeah, if, if something, you know, if you're not doing something from your heart, don't do it. And I think I'm, I like to think I'm a very caring person. I, I feel like I have a lot of love to offer the world and sometimes I care about other people more than I care about myself. But nonetheless, I just want to be there for everyone and make everyone in my life feel less alone. Wow. Okay, I did not expect those three words to be so... We've gone way too deep and it's too early in this episode. But I want to say that from the little that I know of you, I do agree with everything you said. Like you are actually like a really genuine down-to-earth person and that's one of the things that... I wanted to showcase in this in this podcast as well, and you, which is why I wanted you to be on the podcast as well. I was surprised I did not hear talkative in one of the words. 
I'm talkative. I'm sassy. I'm really extra. You know, I had to, I asked my family, I was like, hey, if you had to pick three words to describe me, like, what would you say? And my mom said, my mom said caring. And I was like, I agree. And my, my dad really was like, I have no words to describe you. And I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah for sure. Well, Guess what, Nilam? I'm also talkative. So talkative that I actually created the podcast just for the purpose of allowing me to have an excuse to talk. So I love awesome. that. Let's get into the music, which is what I think everyone is curious about because I kind of gave Beyonce as a title. So now we need to <laughs> we need to follow through. How did you first get into music? I'm really, really curious to know this. So I was always a musical kid. As a kid, I had toys that were you know, plastic microphones and instruments. Um, my mom and her family were also very musically inclined. So growing up, I would always be surrounded by that. My mom is also a really good singer. And as a kid, I would dance around and sing in my house and pretend I was a Bollywood playback singer. Um, and when I was around eight years old, I started to sing a few songs in the Ismaili Kushali like religious celebrations with the band at the time. And that's where it kind of started for me. I started to do that a lot more. And then in 2012, the people I sang with in the community, who are practically my family now, um, we formed a Bollywood fusion band called Ek Jaluk here in Calgary. And we would do our own performances at weddings and events in the community. And then between, I think I want to say 2016 and 2018, we did a lot of travel across Canada. So Vancouver, Edmonton, Regina, just for a lot of shows in the community and like weddings and performances like that. And I would also branch out and collaborate with other singers as there's so much talent in our smiley community. And I think that's so amazing. And then in the past, maybe two years, I started to learn how to sing on karaoke versus a live band because starting out at eight years old, singing with a live band is very different than, you know, following a karaoke track. And I kind of had to normally people, when they start music, they'll learn karaoke first and then transition into live band. I kind of fell into the opposite situation of where I started with the live band and had to learn karaoke. And it, was, it wasn't as challenging as I expected it to be, but it did really take me some time to, you know, expand my vocal range um, on karaoke. And then I started doing some solo shows at the beginning of this year. And since quarantine, um, I transitioned to doing some online programming. So it's been up and down, but I wouldn't take back any minute of it. Music is like one of your biggest passions, if not the biggest passion, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the, f the interesting thing here is you mentioned that you started young and, you know, you found some sort of like interest in that and you developed mm -hmm. that, right? And I think this is really important for everyone listening because when, when people say find your passion, I... For one, I disagree with it. You can't just find your passion. You have to develop your passion. The same way yeah. that you can't just walk in the street, find someone and say, oh, you're going to be my best friend. It doesn't yeah. work like that. You have to develop the friendship. So I think that's really important that you mentioned that you develop that passion to those experiences in music. Yeah. Why did you want to do it? Like, was there anything that was calling you to it? any particular reason underlying it or it was just because it was just something that you really enjoyed I think for me singing was just an outlet it made me happy it gave me a place to escape almost and feel my emotions and get through some really tough times and 
growing up, seeing people like connect with me at performances and enjoy our shows, it was almost addicting, that feeling of adrenaline on stage and connecting with people. I think for me, it comes down to human connection. That's why I think I do what I do. If I connect with a song while I'm singing and one person in the audience also feels something when I sing, then that makes me want to keep doing it. And over the years, I've seen so many young girls in our community come up to me at my shows and tell me that they want, they also want to sing like me and they look up to me. And that in itself is such a good feeling that I can use my voice to inspire other people and ultimately be a role model for these young girls that also want to do what I do. And I think that just keeps me going. And that connection that I have with music and that relationship I have with music is something that makes me never want to stop. I really resonate with what you just said. Being able to be that someone to someone else is incredible. And now that sparks my curiosity because certainly you must have people that you also look up to from a musical Mm -hmm. aspect. So who are your favorite artists of all times? Who do you look up to musically? Well, everyone who knows me well knows the first person I'm going to mention. But I have always been heavily inspired by and look up to Ariana Grande way before I started singing and before she even started her music career. So just following her journey and seeing her dedication and her passion for music and her relationship with music and her fans is what I admire so much. But beyond that, her vocals are also out of this world. Um, So she's someone I am constantly inspired by and I look up to. But since I do sing both Bollywood and English music, I'm also really inspired by the Bollywood icons of music. So Lata Mangeshkar and Asha Bosle and Neha Kakkar. Um, there's a running joke in our city, like whenever I go to a show and people say like, people will call me Neha at shows because they can see that my style of singing is very inspired by her as well. And it took me a little bit of time to also find my own style. And I think that's why I love doing English and Bollywood because You know, I grew up listening to English music, but I also grew up listening to Bollywood music. So putting the two together is just really magical for me. That is incredible. And the reason why I say incredible is because, like, we're talking about two opposites in terms Mm -hmm. of music genres, right? English and Bollywood. Although you see a lot of people mixing them these days. If you go a few years back, and we're talking about traditional Bollywood, you would never see anyone trying to mix, like... Bollywood with English people would keep you at the pure hearted of what it is so so it's incredible that one 100% incredible that you're trying to mix both the genres that you love the most and you doing really well with it and the reason why I can vouch for that is because I've actually heard Lilam or should I say Neha uh, (laughs) sing uh, a mashup of it I want to ask you what challenges did you face in your musical journey oh god um oh god oh I think one of the biggest challenges I had was, for starters, I started out singing and being part of this musical world at such a young age. And that really impacted the way I developed relationships with myself and other people. I, you know, I didn't do what normal kids did. I, even when I was in high school, like, I didn't go through a phase of, you know, wanting to be super social and go out all the time and you know, have those experiences. I was the kid that wanted to go to rehearsal all the time and sing all the time and stay home and work on music. So that also kind of, you know, impacted how 
I was as a kid. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have the most normal social life because I was always, you know, with my band or rehearsing and music was literally like my life. And it still is to this day. But being part of a band and being the youngest out of the group at the time, and even now I'm still the youngest in the group, um, was such a challenge for me because, I mean, well, I'm so thankful for the experience and because it shaped me to, you know, who I am and it helped me grow as a person. But I grew up being a lot more mature than most people my age because I was constantly given so much more responsibility and independence and I was given a voice. Um, and it wasn't easy because sometimes, you know, in situations I felt like my voice wasn't always heard because I was the youngest and people did us underestimate me a lot of the times. But I always made sure that it was heard at the end of the day. I can definitely resonate with that. There are certain experiences in your life, and obviously not going to get too much into it, but there are definitely experiences in your life that shape you to grow up quicker than others or grow up quicker than you anticipated. And you yeah. don't realize it. at the. T- I don't know about you, but you don't necessarily realize it at the time. At the time, you're just going yeah. with the flow because that's just life. <laughs> but later... And like, I, think, I think of like, oh, when I was younger, like, oh, everybody is like this and everyone's growing up like this. Like, this is this is normal for most kids. And then I realized, I'm like, most kids don't want to sit at home and sing 24 seven with their band. Like <laughs> I'm, I was always, you know, the person in the band, like, Oh, like I would message my group and be like, so when's our next rehearsal? Cause I'm like, I was like always itching to do music and itching to sing. And I just, that's like literally the only thing I wanted to do. And even at some points, my band members were like, we see too much of you and you need a break and you need to go do other things that aren't music. You were probably seeing your band more times than you were seeing your family. <laughs> Absolutely. I, they, they ended up being my, they are my second family. Like I, you know, when I started out, you know, back in what, 20, I think when the band formed, it was 2012. And like around, like I said, like 2016 to 18, we did a lot of performances. We would do maybe like 30 to 35 shows a year. And at that point, it was like constantly like, I'd have maybe two or three rehearsals a week um, and I would get so excited to go to rehearsal and like see everyone and sing and just hang out and that was just my happy place and yeah I definitely saw them more than I saw my family but I was totally okay with it. <laughs> I hope your family was okay with it as well but <laughs> yeah uh, like take her please keep her we don't keep... want her back. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of love and support there. You've spoken yeah. about the band quite a lot and you've done quite a lot shows how did you first feel the very first time you ever performed how did that feel describe it truthfully I don't think I remember the first time (laughs) I feel like it's such a blur um because I was so young um and you know when I started out I sang in groups quite a bit and I was really young so I think for me I just thought it was super fun I do remember feeling and I constantly have this feeling even when I first started performing that I can't believe this is what I get to do And I still feel that. And it's something that will always stick with me because it's something that I've wanted to do since I was such a young kid. And now it's been my life for 12 years that I've been singing and performing. And it's still something that's so unreal to me that like, this is, this is literally a dream come true. And it's so cheesy and so corny to say, but it really is. I, you know, I used to think about being up there on a stage, like, the singers I saw in our community and I always told myself like I want to be that person and now I finally get to do it um, and it's an unreal feeling um, but 
I think as I got older, I also really got to enjoy and connect with performing and discover me as me and as an artist. Um, I remember the first time I did my solo show at the beginning of this year, and I was beaming for days because I just felt so connected to the audience. And at my shows, I treat the audience as if they were my friends. You know, I talk to them, I joke around with them, I'll get off stage and like literally go hang out in the audience and sing. And that for me is just, it makes the experience that much more wholesome because like I mentioned before, human connection is something that means so much to me, especially when it comes to performing. And I've seen over the years how music connects people. So it's just so amazing that I'm able to have that connection with the audience. And when I'm singing and when I started out, I just... I don't know. Singing just makes me feel at peace. Like it makes me feel at home and it just felt right in every inch of my body. You're making me want to become a singer. If you keep talking <laughs> like this, I might maybe, have, you can, maybe you can join me. <laughs> I might have to hit the verse. I might have to hit the verse once or twice here. You never know. Maybe a track is in the making. Uh, Nilam featuring <laughs> featuring Eric. You never know. That could, that could that could be a thing. So I love that. You just spoke about human connection. Is that what you love about performing? Honestly, like at the end of the day, I just want, you know, that that connection to me. I think that's so important. And, you know, some people I've asked, you know, singers this question of like, what's your favorite thing about performing? Um, and a lot of people say, well, when I finally hit that high note that I've been trying to like hit for so long, like I agree, like that's an amazing feeling, too. But for me, I never I never think of like the technical things of singing. I think of. I love seeing people enjoy themselves at my shows. And I think it's so amazing to see people laugh and smile and come together and enjoy and just appreciate music. And that feeling for me that I feel when I'm like, okay, well, all these people came to my show and they left smiling and they felt something, you know, I just want to make people feel something when I sing. And if I did that and, you know, I think I've done what I needed to do and it just makes me so happy to see people you know, connect with me over music. Because I think that's such, it's a really magical thing how music brings people together. It really, really is. I agree with you. It's music, it's art, it's dance. There are a lot of things that have a creative side to it that just bring yeah. people together. And I, I'm really, I'm really amazed to, to hear that that is one of the things and one of the many things that you enjoy yeah. performing for. You spoke about connect and connect is a really funny word because connect is the word that got us to cross paths. Yes. <laughs> but I want to ask you, does your personal life connect to your professional life, right? Because you studying at university. So how does your personal life connect to your professional life? Uh, in so many ways. I think the nature of music and singing is something that combines the two for me more often than not. When I'm singing or performing, I channel emotions and work through personal struggles that I'm going through with my music. And it's ultimately an outlet for me to work through that. And, you know, on the other hand, not only does music allow me to explore that for myself, but also in my, you know, it, my professional singing life helps me disconnect from my personal life in a lot of ways. Because, you know, if I'm feeling really anxious or I'm just going through something, the first thing I want to do is I like singing in the dark. And that's really weird for a lot of people when I tell them that. I I don't know. I just, I like being in a really dark room and turning off all my lights 
sitting with my music and my microphone and just singing. And it just really allows me to block out all the noise from the world. I think our world is so like, go, go, go all the time. And there's so many expectations and there's, you know, so many demands from our life. And I think my, my music and that professional life is also a way for me to take a breather from my personal life sometimes. From all of what I've heard today and what, everything that you've said, I've fully understood what music means to you to a point where I don't need to ask it. So what I will yeah. ask instead is, does music impact your mental well-being in any capacity? Absolutely. I think music to me is therapy. It's, it's a form of self-care to me. I, you know... I've had experiences where I'll be going through something and just feel really anxious all the time. And I'll sing a song that I know I connect with or I resonate with the lyrics of that song, whether it be in English or in Hindi. And it is like therapy. It's healing for me. And the special thing about that is whenever I'll sing that song again, I'll remember how I felt when I sang it or when I, what I was going through in my life at that time. But most importantly, how that music helped me get through that time in my life. And I get anxious a lot. And over the past few years, my mental health really has been all over the place. And to understand it and to cope with it, music is like a breath of fresh air for me when I feel like I can't breathe. And many times I do feel like I physically cannot breathe. And music is the only thing in singing that just makes me feel less anxious. And it makes me feel like, you know, it makes me feel like someone's giving me a hug and telling me everything is going to be okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm speechless. And one thing, that <laughs> I, one thing that I do want to say is like, I am extremely, extremely proud of everything you've accomplished to date. Honestly, Neelam, yeah. not just, you know, we can talk about music all day long, but I'm not just referring to the music. I'm talking about everything. Like who you've become as a person, who, who, the experiences that have shaped you, your musical side, your non-musical side, because you also have a non-musical side. Like, honestly, so, so, so proud of Thank you. you and everything that you've accomplished. And this podcast episode is a reflection from everything that you've said, that you've come a long way. And what can we expect from you, right? So let's talk future. What can we expect to see from you musically in the future? I would love to work on original music one day and there are so many talented creative artists that I work with and I know that I would love to collaborate with and work on some original stuff in the future um I have a bunch of songs written and I'm not in any way you know inclined to know how to turn you know lyrics into music I I don't play any instruments fun fact about me I don't I I can just sing and I've tried learning how to play the piano. Um, it's not going very well, but <laughs> I think in the future, I'd love to, you know, learn how to, you know, play enough to maybe write a song or two and make, you know, I would love to make an album. That's like my dream goal before I die. I want to make an album, but I think my focus right now in my life also is, at the beginning of the year, I had my first sold out show in the community. And that was something so big for me because, you know, being in a band for so long and finally being able to explore myself as an artist and, you know, 
then I remember I got a phone call saying like guess what like from the organizers of the show they were like we just sold out it was something so crazy to me that I'd never expected you know to happen and I had booked another show shortly after that one in March but because of COVID it did have to get canceled as you know the health and safety of people are what matters most but hopefully when I'm able to I would love to continue doing solo shows because that's where you know it makes me really happy and I really miss that right now and I hope to get back to that soon but I know music is something I want to do till I die like I never want to stop I don't think I will ever stop I just want to do it forever (laughs) yeah no (laughs) that's amazing I, I, I do hope to be able to one day open Spotify and just replay yes. your songs <laughs> until until sunrise, until sunset, until sunshine. And mo- oh, I want to replay those because your covers, your mashups, your remixes, like they bang, they bang definitely. Sometimes they slap. They slap. <laughs> they slap more than the originals. And if you guys are listening oh to God. these and you don't believe me, then don't worry because she's about to prove you exactly what I just said. But before we get into that, my final Mm -hmm. question for you is what's up and what's next? What's up and what's next for me? I think, you know, I love, I love doing music and I love singing and I've, I live by the motto of, you know, one day at a time, go with the flow. I think I... I'm a big believer in, you know, everything happens for a reason and the universe does have a plan um, for everyone. And, you know, whatever that plan is for me, I just want to go with it, whether that be creating original music or, you know, booking more solo shows and, you know, selling out arenas one day, hopefully. Um, But yeah, I I just want to go with the flow and see where life takes me. I cannot wait to be one of those people that booked that show for that <laughs> arena that is fully sold out within hours. I, within... I will bring you backstage. Okay. You, <laughs> you guys heard it first. You heard it here. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> backstage with Nilam Makani. Nilam, <laughs> honestly, so happy for you and everything you, you've achieved. I'm so proud of you. Like, honestly, keep doing what you're doing because clearly that is just more than enough. And it, it, it's not just impacting you as a person positively is impacting so many others that connect through your music and I hope to to see you like flourish in that area even more now a little bird a little bird told me that you're performing for us today I'm not sure if I've heard right or wrong but if I did hear it right then uh, I mean the floor is yours take it over (laughs) thank you yeah um so this song I'm gonna sing is you know I talk about coming from a very like diverse musical background of you know I sing English but I also sing Bollywood um, and we were talking about how I love mashing up the two worlds because it's the two worlds that I grew up you know I listen to Bollywood music but also English music um, and I love putting the two together so I hope you guys like it Thank you.
Wow. <laughs> I cannot believe I just heard you live. That is amazing. And I cannot believe we just done this over a Zoom call. I know. As well. we were, we've been wanting to do this podcast for so long, and I'm so glad we finally were able to make it work. Yeah, and I just, I'm. I don't say this a lot, and you know I'm a really talkative person, but I'm actually just speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. that was amazing, Nilam. You keep shining bright like the diamond that you are, okay? <laughs> Thank <laughs> wow. you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for that beautiful performance. Thank you so much. That was unbelievable. Thank you. I Yeah, I'm, I'm out of words. I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to say can you tell us where people can find you and stuff? Because I'm sure everyone's going to want to find you after this. So please tell us. Yeah. yeah. Um, my Instagram is Neelam underscore Makani. Um, I post a lot of, you know, behind the scenes of shows and rehearsals. And I'm always singing you know, like 24-7. So I always post videos. But on my Facebook page, which is Neelam, I've been doing a lot of live shows. And you can catch all the highlights of my shows and stuff on there. And my YouTube is also Neela Makani. I'm sure you can find me. And I posted this mashup on there as well as some other ones. Um, so you can check it out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Neela. You are the best. I'll make sure to put all those links in the episode description. Thank you so much. And if you guys Thank have enjoyed you. today's episode, please make sure to listen to the next podcast to find out what's up and what's next.